0: Save yourself time and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out hayleyrowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. We are live and I'm here today with a very special guest, Lindsay Robinson. And Lindsay is a hypnotherapist and she has a podcast called high vibe in it and i'm really excited to have her here today because we're going to be talking about how you personally in your business can use some of her techniques and tips to overcome your sales fears to feel better about what you're charging i know a lot of people have fear of like i'm charging too much or i'm not worth it or i'm not enough um and so lindsay First, I want to just have you give your background, and we'll go from there.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to try to – see, every time I get asked this, I'm like, how do I say this in the easiest way possible? Because I tend to take the long way around, but I'll do my best. So when I was 19 – we'll start there – I read a book called Journey of Souls, and there's another one called Destiny of Souls. And it's basically this hypnotherapist guy who took his clients through – um, past lives and life between life and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, what is this? And I like freaked out. I felt my like whole energy shift. And it's almost like as close as I can describe the feeling of this is what I'm supposed to do, you know? But I was 19 and I, I just, you know, I, you do the safe thing when you're 19. You know, nobody change, I mean, not nobody, but people don't normally just turn their whole lives upside down at 19 to do the thing they want to do. So it took me until I was about 27 when I had my first son to really kind of ask myself, what do I want to do with my life? Never asked myself that before. I I vaguely had an echo of a memory of hypnotherapy and knowing that I was interested in the subconscious and how our minds work. And I was like, oh, maybe I could do hypnotherapy. And immediately I feel like we just talked about this immediately i heard the voice that was like um but that's for other people to do like you need to figure out what's safe you have a family now like you have things you should be doing um and then another voice popped in that was semi new to me and it was like but why can't you (laughs) like why why anyone who's ever been a hypnotherapist or anyone who's ever done this had to start with asking these same questions probably And so I was like, what if I just made the call? So I did. And long story short, I graduated um, in 2013 with uh, my hypnotherapy certification and got uh, trained in other areas that were some more specific in hypnotherapy, others, you know, just adjacent to hypnotherapy, like NLP, EFT. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but it's the emotional freedom technique, neurolinguistic programming, that sort of thing to really kind of give my practice well, a well-rounded Scope that I could help people with a lot of different modalities. So that's what I've been doing for almost a a decade now. And I could not be happier. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And there's really nothing better than that. There's no better feeling in the world, in my opinion, besides being a mom, probably.
0: Love that. Yes. So being able to listen to that inner voice that you had and say, you know what, I'm going to go for it. And being that you are still young and you, you know, had a, you had obstacles you had a kid you had to take care of your family right so um how did you because a lot of times i talk to coaches who are saying things like well i i just feel like who would want to listen to me and also when they are promoting themselves online they feel like i feel weird talking about myself like i i don't i i, I have no problem like recommending something to a friend or like you know i don't know just doing things at work at my day job but then when it comes to my business because i love my business i get so like offended easily if people don't like my work so loaded question but like what would you say to somebody who's feeling like either number one i i who would want to listen to me and number two um i just it it feels weird to talk about myself even though i'm doing the thing that I've been guided
1: to do, it just feels weird. (sighs) So I think the key word in that question is like even or the key phrase is even though I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I feel weird because that's important to know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and also to know that you get to change your mind. Like just because you're doing your soul's purpose now doesn't mean that your soul's purpose might not change or morph or evolve, you know, down the line. And so, you know, give yourself slack to know that you can evolve. Um, My practice doesn't look anything like it did when I started, Um, mainly because I went totally virtual. And that's a whole other can of worms that I didn't know existed, all different obstacles to jump through because I was just doing in person. So to, to touch on like, I don't know, for me, I just knew I was, first of all, I knew that hypnotherapy was the hidden gem that people don't like don't know they need. You know what I mean? Like, I know that about hypnosis. I know that. Everyone I talk to will tell me that. Um, so for me the challenge was not do I know what I'm talking about because I I'm an Aries so I'm super stubborn. So I know I feel like I'm right in most situations. <laughs> so it can be a hindrance in my life, but in this case in my job and my profession I make sure that I know what I'm talking about. I make sure that I'm an expert. Now, anyone who owns a business is an expert. You just are. Whether or not you believe you are. Is up to you but you are an expert in whatever field that you're in you have enough knowledge in it that somebody needs to know this um so you know a lot of people say like just just act like the expert just trust that you're an expert that's hard for some people to do and i understand that it just becomes about like what mm, here's a question what do i wish people knew about what i do what do I wish people knew? And everybody has an answer to that question. What do people need to know about my service, about my expertise? And and talk on that because that's something that people are going to want to hear. Um, and then the, the short answer is like you're always going to be afraid of something. But it at some point it's just like just do it. Do it anyway and be very pleasantly surprised when you push through the fear and you do it anyway and you realize how many people – For every one person that doesn't appreciate you, there's gonna be five of your ideal client that really, really want to listen and are waiting for you to really step out of that shell and into the spotlight because they are waiting for you. They need you, you know what I mean? I don't know, does that answer at all?
0: Yes, because first of all, I love this phrase permission to evolve because even like, excuse me, I was thinking about this past year and past couple of years, like my podcast has evolved so much. There's been some bad episodes. There's been bad sound quality. There probably still will be, okay, but it's evolved over time. It's gotten better. It's gotten more consistent. It'll probably continue to get better. There will be ups and downs, right? So yeah. being okay with like, I have a podcast, it's not always gonna be like 10 million percent A plus plus, but I'm working on it. I'm evolving. And you can't just start and skip that part, right? So that's number one is no, you can't skip it. And number two, um, when you were saying, what do people need to know about my service or what do I wish people knew? You take yourself out of talking about you necessarily, but like, what do I wish people knew about hypnotherapy? Like this powerful tool that changed my life and that can change so many people's lives. And the third point I wanna hone in on that you just said that was super valuable is For every one person that's not into it, there will be people who are into it. So when you're closing yourself off to promoting yourself or putting yourself out there because you're scared of that one person, you're also closing yourself off to wins and good things. So you get to pick. You stay comfortable and you don't put yourself out there and you also miss out on positive things or you put yourself out there. You probably get some positive things that are very rewarding and some not so
1: fast. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, love it. You know, it's funny when we say like, and I talk about this a lot in the realm of the subconscious and hypnotherapy and how our minds work. Is we want to stay the subconscious mind. The, its job is to keep you safe, it to keep you alive. Honestly, on the most primal level, we did that thing. It hurt us. We're never going to do it again. Whether it's a relationship or you know burning yourself on the stove or whatever it is if it's a pain point your subconscious will do everything in its power to prevent you from doing it again now the problem is the the message can translate differently from the subconscious to the conscious and vice versa so if you know logically let's take let's say like you did a launch in your business and it went terribly right you know logically speaking there are things you could tweak and do better and and things that you can take from this situation and from this experience to move forward in a better way and to make the next launch better but for some reason in the subconscious we're just like oh it's the launch never do this again ne- you might as well quit you know <laughs> you might as well give up now and and it's it's frustrating because you know consciously we want to use that conscious part of us that knows like logically rationally come on we're not going to quit it's just a it's just a hiccup but the subconscious mind is 90% of your mind So if it doesn't like something, good luck trying to do it again and feel good about it. Um, I always say it's comfortably uncomfortable because you say, like, you can stay comfortable, but you're not. You're not comfortable. You're just safe, (laughs) safe and bored and unfulfilled. (laughs) That's what you are. So if you're able to take a little bit of a risk and just for the sake of, like, maybe I'll be fulfilled. Maybe I'll be happy. Maybe I'll be successful. Maybe I'll be abundant. Maybe I'll be able to provide for my family on a level that I was never able to be provided for. Um, It's risky, right? And it feels Mm -hmm. unsafe. Sometimes it's because you had an experience that goes against what you think the feeling should feel like. And sometimes it's just the fear of unknown. We say that we have a fear of failure, but more often than not with my clients, it's a fear of success. It's a fear of like, I don't know what that looks like. What if I am terrible at success? What if I never have any time to myself? What if there's expectations of me that I can't fulfill? Um, it's just either way, failure or success, we're afraid because we don't know what it looks like. You know? Yeah. I kind of went off on a tangent, but it's all important stuff. <laughs> yes, it is.
0: Yeah. So when you say that, um, our well, one quote that really sticks out to me. and. I think resonates with what you're saying is I'd rather say, Oh, well, then what if, right? Like you'd rather make a fool of yourself or you'd rather put yourself out there doing what you love and really enjoying it. Mm. than to look back later and be like, Oh, I wish I would have done that thing. And <clears throat> one of the things too, that I want to ask you about when it comes to the unconscious mind is how does somebody, you know, let's say, all right, maybe we're going to do hypnotherapy or maybe we're going to, talk to somebody, do talk therapy or whatever. But like, how does the everyday person start this journey with noticing their unconscious stuff and starting to deal with it? Like, what can we do?
1: Well, when you say unconscious stuff, I hear limiting beliefs. Like when you try something and you find yourself in this pattern of, oh my gosh, it can show up so many ways, overwhelm, frustration, procrastination, perfectionism, self-sabotage, they all are branches of the same tree, which is I'm afraid. (laughs) I'm afraid to do the thing. Um, So when you notice that, there's also two types of fear. There's an expansive fear. Like when I moved to California when I was 20, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was by myself. I moved because I didn't like the snow of Michigan, basically. Um, But I also knew on a deeper level that it was where I was supposed to be. And so in that way, it was expansive. It was like, oh, I'm on a new adventure. But it was terrifying, you know, like I'm on the other side of the country by myself. So there's an expansive fear. Another example would be becoming a mother or moving into a new brand new house. Like it's expansive, right? Then there's the contracting fear, which is like, I don't like this. This is not for my highest good, and you'll know the difference. You know whether it's an expansive or contracting fear. If it's a, if it's an expansive fear, then yes, absolutely, you should. Sorry, my sock's weird. <laughs> I'm it. Are people going to see this video? It's okay. I okay. am. But- I'm like I'll all fidgety. I've done that um, many times. <laughs> I probably will fidget a few times, but uh, if if you. What was I saying? Expansive versus contracting fear. And if it is an expansive fear, but it is still holding you back, you know, just because it's expansive doesn't mean it's you're going to do it. It just means that it's a, it's something you know you should do, but you know, you're still afraid. So any limiting belief that you have, any unworthiness, any money blocks, any uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Any sticking point you have from where, like from where you are to where the goal is, the end goal, any stickiness you have can be rectified, can be released, can be shifted positively with hypnosis. Now, to get started, observe what the stickiness is, you know. Um, I'm huge on like you, you should always start with observation, you know, be an observer. Do not be the judge, okay. That's one of the hardest pieces for people is, oh, well, I shouldn't feel that way. That's stupid, you know, or I can't believe this is that I'm doing this. No, no, we're observing because you're never going to get anywhere if you're judging yourself the whole way. If you're kicking yourself in the butt the whole way, it's not going to feel good and you're going to go real slow. So observing, you know, oh, that doesn't feel good. I wonder why. What could that be about? And then the next step is like, ask more questions to yourself, you know? Hypnosis is so good because it goes to the source of every fear. It goes to the source of every experience that got lost in translation and is now, has a meaning that it shouldn't have you know and what I mean by that is like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. just because I had one heartbreak I'm never going to date another guy again like you know what I mean that kind of thing so if you have something like that hypnosis is really good to give you a clear perspective into what that experience was any limiting beliefs sometimes we need to know where they come from but sometimes we don't sometimes we just say you know what, this is probably an outdated pattern that served me really well at one point and caused me to be where I am today. But I'm simply, you know, I've outgrown it, and it's outdated and dusty, and I'm ready for new and shiny. (laughs) And and hypnosis is really good for that. And we can go into kind of how hypnosis works. But yeah, I mean, just suffice it to say, like, you are completely, I, I always say, like, you can't really control what's in your mind right now. What's in your subconscious and what you've kind of carried with you all these years, but from this point forward, and from this moment forward, you are one hundred percent responsible for what gets in there and what you allow what you allow to keep to stay, you know yeah, um, yeah. did I answer the question? I'm sorry. Yes, no, don't apologize. No. <laughs> there's so to- much that I want to say that it all just like tumbles out, and then I'm like, well, is the question? <laughs> I love it um, I love uh, a
0: couple things. Um, number one, whenever I talk about mindset, I think the way I see limiting beliefs and heavy baggage, and I, I, I heard, I, I was listening to a podcast or something and they were like, yeah, we all have to carry this shit. We all have to carry so much shit. And I'm like, why? Why can't you? Know? No, you don't. Yeah. You can, like, uh, no, you, you
1: don't.
0: don't. Yeah. So I was think the way I see it as a visual is somebody carrying a heavy sled behind them and it's going to be every day, it's going to feel so much harder than if you were a whole person, fulfilled, happy, not limited by your limiting beliefs, able to observe your limiting beliefs, able to have clarity about when they come up and how quickly you're mm. you know, just being an observer. You're in such a better starting state that you're going to move so much faster than the person carrying this heavy sled behind them. And yeah. I think that why i focus so much on mindset work myself and with my clients too i mean yes we focus on strategy yes we focus on marketing and sales and whatnot but if they're coming to to the program with this heavy sled i'm like come on guys let's go and they're like exhausted because they're carrying this heavy sled of limiting beliefs with them right so we have to work on those and so the other thing that you said too when it comes to being the observer i love that because it's the only i think so often we think we have to change a lot of things to get Mm -hmm. rid of a a limiting pattern but really what what you have to do it's not what you have to do it's what you have to stop doing which is um you know identifying with that belief we
1: label
0: everything as good or bad And and there's a quote um Nothing's good or bad, but thinking makes it so, right? So yeah. the only change you really, I mean, the first step, obviously, there's much more to it. and I mean, you all should talk to Lindsay to help you with the deep stuff. But like, you have to change. There's a million different ways to think of one thing. Mm-hmm. You think that one thing to be good or bad or neutral, and you don't need to carry it with you if you don't want to right? So it's easier said than done. And that's why I want to talk with you about unless you
1: have a hypnotherapist. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So that's why I want to talk to you about how does it work? Because I personally have done um, something called EMDR, which is Uh the same
1: as that's the eye movement, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I
0: held on to these things. I don't know what they're called. But uh, you hold on to these things, and they vibrate or whatever, and your eyes start twitching. And I did it just because I wanted to figure out a couple things one yeah. is um just like this was years ago it was like perfectionism and like why i was so uptight <laughs> right right it took me back to one very specific scenario where i as a child interpreted something that someone said to me that i yeah. needed to be perfect and as soon as i had that session a couple sessions it wasn't one session but a couple sessions I don't know what happened. I can't explain how it worked. I can't explain why it happened. But like it just never had the same yeah. with me ever again. So how does this work? Tell us about how hypnotherapy works.
1: So there's this cute little slideshow I made in paintbrush like back in 20, I don't know, probably 2013. Um, so I always use this when I'm, I use it when I kind of teach my clients how hypnosis works in any video that I do. But I'm going to just draw it so that it makes sense because there's there's a i'll just go through it so if we can let me get a new sheet here
0: okay so people listening to the podcast go to hayleyrow.com slash blogs and you'll be able to find Lindsay's episode and see and you episode.
1: should be able to follow along with just my audio but it helps me to keep it organized if i if i just draw it <laughs> so okay. you should
0: still be backwards. you should still be fine it might show up backwards on the screen just to head
1: up <laughs> well we'll do our best <laughs> we'll figure it out Maybe Maybe I'll just do it. So, if you can just imagine, um, imagine, sorry, that your mind is a circle, right? Like we know it isn't. The mind isn't quantifiable anyway. We're not talking about the brain. We're talking about the mind, the energy frequency of the brain. So, the mind. Okay. So, from zero to age eight, roughly seven, eight, nine, and I'm interested to find out when this happened to you, Haley. But uh, <laughs> from from zero to like age eight, your mind is a completely open space, right? You really don't have the ability to think logically or rationally yet. When we're born, every baby is born with the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Okay. Everything else is learned. Let that sit wow. with you for a second. <laughs> the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. That's it. Those are our instinctual fears. And of course the fight or flight uh freeze response.
0: Exactly. Uh babies
1: can't they don't they can't conceptualize death yet. Nice. You know? Wow. It's learned. It's all learned. Fear of loud noises and the fear of falling is and, and, you know, I guess you could say the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling root into the fear of danger, which could lead into death. But that's what the baby will react to. That's it. That's its only fear. And of course, like I said, the fight or flight freeze response. It's what what kind of encompasses the lizard brain. You know what I mean? Like the primitive mind. Um, Let me just figure out where I'm going. So yeah, like I said, from zero to eight, let's just say eight, but it can be any range in there. Uh, your mind's completely open. So you throughout your life up until age eight or nine will get what are called knowns into your mind. Like maybe you love chocolate. That would be a positive known. Maybe you hate broccoli. That would be a negative. Maybe you love hugs. That's a positive. Maybe you don't like you know, being kicked. I don't know. God, that's terrible. Those, but positive and negative knowns will start to accumulate in the mind so that when you turn around eight, nine, seven in that area, there will become like a barrier. This is what I've drawn so far in case anybody wants to see. Okay. There's a barrier here, right? Towards the middle. Where's my finger? Yep. Um, which will separate the conscious and the subconscious. So the conscious mind, like I said early on in this episode, is 10, well, more studies are making it smaller and smaller, but I'm going to be generous and say 10% of your mind. The subconscious is the other 90%. So all of your automatic behaviors, what really makes you who you are, your emotions, your ability to drive and ride a bike and, and write and speak, you know, the ability to express yourself is a subconscious ability because it is automatic. Um... 10% of your mind. So when, uh, when this critical mind gets formed, you then have more of an ability to, uh, rationalize, you have logic, you have reason, you have your willpower in your conscious mind and decision-making skills. So critical thinking, conscious thinking is in 10% of your brain. That might be enough to, to really like shake some people up, but, uh, the rest of it is subconscious. The rest of it. Is subconscious. The rest of who you are is subconscious. So, of course, you're going to have things in there. Of course, you're going to have experiences in childhood or in adolescence that stick with you and really affect your life in ways you don't even know about because, again, it is subconscious. It's things that are happening in the background. Now, just because you have it doesn't mean you have to keep it. That's the other thing. Once you recognize that maybe I do have some stuff, and you'll know everybody has stuff, but you'll really know if you find yourself repeating the same patterns over and over and of frustration and overwhelm and, you know, all the things, self-sabotage, you know, that kind of thing. And hypnosis, what hypnosis does, so getting back to it here, let me just make a few notes so that I know where I am. Okay, so when you have a thought, like give me a business goal, just throw one out that you hear a lot.
0: Yeah, a lot of my clients want to hit their first 10K month.
1: Okay, that's a beautiful I, one.
0: okay 10 month. Mm-hmm.
1: So 10K, when you have a thought like, ooh, it would be so cool to have a 10K month. I want a 10K month. This thought will then check in with the critical filter, which acts again as the bodyguard, right? The, the bouncer at the club that, that decides whether the thought gets in and becomes automatic. Um, the critical filter or the critical mind really decides what gets in and stays. Okay. Usually high instances of danger and, and, uh, not necessarily trauma, but extreme examples of experiences will stick in the subconscious because it needs to take notes of what not to do. Does that make sense? To keep you alive, to keep you breathing. Again, not happy or fulfilled, just alive. <laughs> so 10K months, you think the thought, it goes to the critical filter, which checks in with the with the subconscious mind. And if there's anything in there that goes against this thought, I mean, it could just simply be, we've never done this before. Like, what are you thinking? It will kick it right back out. And you are now using your willpower alone, 10% of your mind, to achieve the goal. No wonder we feel like we do. No wonder it feels so hard, you know? Um, So there could be many reasons for this and this is part of what i do with hypnosis is what are these reasons in your subconscious that this isn't a ba- this is a bad idea and how do we get the subconscious on the same page as your conscious goals so that you have a hundred percent of your mind automatically working towards your goals your mind is a goal machine it is constantly achieving goals in the background that you don't even probably are aware of you are 100 percent successful at being exactly where you are right now because your subconscious knows what to expect and knows what to do for you based on what you tell it and what you give it and what's in there already um anyway so with hypnosis we can take the idea of 10k months and that's really what we do is we we with this with the process of hypnosis is we're creating um a passageway between the conscious and subconscious we're creating a passageway through the critical filter so that we don't have to check in we don't have to get permission necessarily We can just go in. It's like tipping the bouncer $100 and just going in the club. (laughs) It's like a nice, it's a quicker way to get in there. And then in a, in a, in a nurturing, relaxed, comfortable state, we're able to really teach and guide the subconscious to understanding why this is such a good thing, why this is what we want to believe, why this is actually, uh, our new known, our new, uh, script. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I love the analogy you gave too. And to me um i also had a thought like i thought i think about some of the me- guided meditations i've done where they're like you know think back like i don't know be your future self and then look back yeah. to your younger self and tell yeah. her what she needs to hear and to me that is that related at all too to so like what I,
1: yeah.
0: i'm scared what you're gonna say
1: <laughs> i listen there are two important things i want to say one every single human if you've ever fallen asleep or woken up from sleep you are an expert in hypnosis because you have to pass through you have to go from conscious into subconscious which is that altered dreamy floaty state right before sleep and right before waking up into unconscious and when you wake up backwards you go from unconscious through subconscious into conscious so you're going in and out of hypnosis when you go to sleep you're also going in and out of light stages of hypnosis every single day even in your conscious outer awake life when you're reading a book and you forget, you know, like you said earlier in, on our podcast, sorry, she was on our podcast when she was like, when I'm in the zone and time doesn't isn't uh, a factor and I there's no sense of time and I'm just here, right here in the moment. That is an altered state, so you are in 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 a state of hypnosis. Now, uh, guided meditation is a light state of hypnosis. Anytime someone's talking to you and guiding you through, because meditation traditionally is. An altered state, yes, but it is a clearing, right? It is a it is a getting guidance from silence <laughs> and getting clarity from silence. Now, in it anytime someone's guiding you or taking you somewhere or or lulling you into this state, it's hypnosis. So sorry, you probably have been in hypnosis many, many times and not even known it, but that's good because you're already an expert. And so working with a hypnotherapist, know that going into it. You already know how to do this. Your body biologically knows what this is. It's just now we're using it with intention. Now we're using it when you want to use it for your benefit, for your success, yada, yada, yada. It's beautiful.
0: Got it. Okay, so you can get little hints of it, but really having that intention behind it, working with somebody that's a skilled professional is a good
1: idea. Two words, skilled professional. Yes, please. Oh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) what do we
0: look for? We're looking for a good
1: hypnotherapist um so hypnosis hypnotherapy as a as a category of job i guess what if it the word i'm looking for as a business field field thank you oh my god words are hard sometimes uh good. hypnotherapy as a as a field uh is not regulated federally it's only regulated state to state so depending on where you are in the united states and that's just here in the in the in the u.s now if you're in canada australia great britain really anywhere else, they're gonna have different set of regulations. As far as the US goes, not regulated federally. So if I wanted to, I could call myself a doctor of hypnosis, even though that is not a thing. It's just not a thing. No one can have a degree of any kind or or a PhD or a doctorate in hypnosis. You can have a diploma, you can have a certification, you can be certified in this work, but you cannot, you know. So I would say, do your research, do your research, ask them what kind of experience they have, ask them specifically if they've had experience with what you want help with. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, there's really no, it, I actually have a YouTube video about how to pick the perfect hypnotherapist and it's ask them their experience, get the vibe, you know, like if you're talking to them and, and you just aren't feeling it, like listen to your inner guidance You, know, it's probably, even if they're a great professional and a great hypnotherapist, if they're not your type of, person, you're just not going to have as much success. So make sure that you vibe well with the person, which is true for really anything, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, make sure you're vibing well with them and just, uh, get a feel for it and just ask them if they have experience with what you actually want help with. You know, I, it's not my favorite thing to work with smoking cessation. So I don't usually take smoking cessation clients. Um, so I'm, I have no problem if somebody asks me like, do you work with this? I'm like, uh, yeah, not really. You know, I just, it's not, I can't do my best work unless I feel aligned with your goal, your, your objective. And so I'll recommend somebody who I trust for that. Um, But yeah, I would, I would definitely, unfortunately it's, it's the task of the client to do the research and find out who the person is and whether or not they vibe with them and if they're skilled in that area, you know? Yeah. So
0: who, what, what kind of goals do you feel like you help best with?
1: I help it's I help with female entrepreneurs, ambitious women who just, oh, I, and this is what I hear all the time, and that's how I know they're an ideal client. They're like, I've done everything, and I just can't, like, I feel like I just need a little push to get over whatever this mindset stuff is. Like, usually they'll know it's a mindset block, but not always. You know, if they come to a hypnotherapist, they're open to the idea that there's something in their mind that's holding them back, but they don't always know what that is, and that's okay. I want to be clear that. You don't have to know what it is. You just have to know that it's stopping you and you don't like it and we can help you. Yeah. Um, but, okay. yeah, female entrepreneurs who are ready to just clear the gunk, you know? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean by
0: that? I do. I do. Yeah. Clear the gunk. Go Ugh.
1: Yeah. 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 I put the backpack down. <laughs>
0: yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. And so – it, um, I, by the way, if anybody's listening and you do know somebody who wants to stop smoking, I actually have a client right now who's a um, a marketing client. He does specifically for. Nice. Smoking. Oh, you know, there's like, of, that's why I mentioned it.
1: That's so right? funny.
0: I know. exactly. <laughs> um, he, and he's a, I mean, his success rate, I think it's, I can't remember but when he told me, but it's like, it's like 98% or, I mean, it's like ridiculous. So Smoking cessation
1: is one of the most successful, um, I would say hypnotherapy in general. Like I've never had anybody be like, yeah, I didn't get what I came for. Like it's just, I just haven't had it never. But I think smoking cessation is so successful and it's so common. Like if somebody goes to a hypnotherapist, chances are it's for smoking cessation because that's the only, uh, one of the only ways that people mainstream, you know, uh, people and and what am I trying to say It's so it's the main thing that people when you hear hypnotherapy they're like oh yeah maybe they were losing weight or or you know stopping smoking so it's funny that I mentioned that That is so funny because I don't usually do that but my higher wisdom told me to say it (laughs) yeah
0: and and um you know I I mean I think anything you can do for your personal development and mindset something like this working with Lindsay that is going to benefit your business. In so many ways, you don't even see the direct connection. But like she said, would you rather be moving forward with 10% of your full capacity or the full capacity? Uh, So, Lindsay, what would you say to somebody who maybe they um, have identified that they struggle with a specific limiting belief, they've become aware of it, they are starting to kind of challenge themselves to do little things to test that belief whatever right but they're still like okay i i think i have this sense of false positive like i'm just trying to cover it up like i keep catching i'm just trying to put positive affirmations and it's not really working um is there any advice you give them to truly get to the root aside from do do hypnotherapy (laughs)
1: Uh, Yes. How much time do you have? Well, first of all, you mentioned affirmations. So people who throw out affirmations because they don't feel right are probably not wording them correctly. And we can talk about that if you want, but there are two ways to really word them. It's either I am or I am becoming. If you're saying I am earning 10K a month and you're not earning 10K a month, you're going, your subconscious mind will know that. Okay, and you're using 10 percent of your mind to drill it into the subconscious, which isn't going to accept it. So you're just going to feel like a liar and a fraud. Some people can do that. Like there are two there are two types of affirmations for two types of people. If you're a literal person who takes in very literally meaning, you just need face value. You don't need a lot of vague language or metaphors or uh, you don't need a lot of detail. With the inferential person, you do so you're speaking very bluntly, very to the point. But you take in like I need as many metaphors as you can give me. Like the bouncer in the club is a good is a good example of a of an inference, you know. Um, and and using metaphors and things like that. So they would be the type of people. If you take in, if you find yourself overthinking about what someone really meant by what they said, you're probably an inferential person. If the wheels are always turning, you're probably an inferential. So you would probably uh benefit from saying I am becoming or I am ready, right? You could say I'm ready to earn 10K a month. That is something your subconscious can get on board with and something that will work quicker. Okay, so that's just a quick thing on affirmations. I am becoming versus I am whatever feels better to you is what you're supposed to say. Um, and then the other, what, what would I tell, what was the other question? What would I tell somebody who to go deeper with it? If they feel like, oh,
0: that's baloney. So you already answered it by saying I am becoming. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else you
1: can do to kind of work with your subconscious rather than against it? There are a lot of things I tell my clients to do. Affirmations is is not really something that we do a lot of because I do what's called a narrative, which is writing out a future journal entry um, based on you already having the goal. So writing about uh, what what the goal was what how you did it what how you feel like we forget to put in emotion guys like don't forget to put in emotion you need to attach as much emotion to this achievement as possible because that's really what you're getting any goal you can think of you're really going for the emotion behind it even abundance even money right what is that money going to get you it's going to get you freedom it's going to get you relief it's going to get you the ability to care for your family and provide for them it's it, it. it gives you a feeling. So you're really chasing the feeling. And that's what you need to attach to for sure. Um what else? <laughs> what else would I tell? So narrative, the future journal entry where you're really honing in on how you feel now that it's done. What's possible for you now? Um, and I and I do this a lot in my hypnosis is what would I what would my future self say? I call it the excellent self. So the excellent self is really the 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 version of you that has the thing, that has the success, the life, the the love whatever it is, and, and really stepping into them as much as possible, you know, get really clear on who that person is, the traits they have, how they carry themselves, their energy, the kind of clothes they wear, what they eat for breakfast. I mean, as detailed as you can get. And then really just once you have it anchored in and you really have a good idea of who this person is, what do they have that I already have? That's important. And what would they tell me about this situation? What is their decision making like? What are they, you know, tapping into your excellent self As much as you consciously can you know uh, without hypnosis there's a lot you can do on your own but unless you know it's for some people that's enough but for other people people that come to me it's like well I'm only using 10% so I'm gonna need to go deeper Um, and so that's some things you can do on your own that I think really help that really gets you farther faster and then if it's still trouble, if it's still giving you that stickiness, then yeah, call me. I, we got this.
0: <laughs> love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I think that, that those couple of exercises, the future self journal entry, I love asking what does your future self do or have that I already have and how can I continue to match my future self? Uh, yeah. I am versus I am becoming when it comes to your affirmations. I love all of that. So, how can people get in touch with you, um, check out your podcast,
1: and get to know you a little better? So, I have a podcast, like she said, called High Vibe in It. You can go to um to find ways to listen, but it's really anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Lindsay Robinson. It's just a weird spelling, it's like Lynn with an S E Y. So,. Lindsay Robinson. Same on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Inspired Fempreneurs for female entrepreneurs to really get their mindset clear. And I'm actually doing, I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm doing a live stream event this week for Mindset Detox and really ringing in the new year with some really healthy practices and things to really clear out the clutter. Um, and then what else? Yeah, my website, lindsayrobinson.com. I have a membership where you can get access to all of my hypnotherapy audios, guided audios. To It's, it's a lot of success-based stuff because that's my ideal uh, market clientele, mm-hmm. ideal client, is um, uh, releasing the success blocks, releasing the uh, what's blocking you from your success, really, and stepping into your abundance and your your success and and all of that good stuff so uh check that out my membership also i have a digital program that is also that is all the first sessions that i do with my clients Mm -hmm. um so it really touches on i would say it they're the pillars of my hypnotherapy practice the most important sessions that i do with my clients uh without getting too specific into what they came to me for so it's what i start every program with it's Connecting to your inner wisdom getting clear on your goals um, stepping into your excellent self like we talked about that's a hypnotherapy that I that I have in it and uh, releasing your blocks your success blocks so all of that's included in my digital program all of it you can find on my website so there's a lot of stuff for you guys to get started with now and if you want to work with me in person here's why I mentioned all the digital stuff because I have a wait list. Till July, so yeah! Wow, amazing. If you want to get started now, the best bet would be check out my digital stuff.
0: (laughs) Love it, awesome, Lindsay. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, and I'll be sure to um, put those things in the show notes. And um, have a good day, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks, Haley. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to slash strategy call to book your very own free sales audit on the call we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients how to overcome those concerns how to coach through objections how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients i can't wait to connect with you and go to haileyroe.com/slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step Thanks so much. Have a good day.